and the other day I went to another office and this office was uh, finances for the state of Puebla, Mexico. It's a government office, uh, a very big one, I must say. Uh, I got lost there for like uh, 20 minutes before I found the person I was looking for. So one thing that I realized getting there is how uh, how deep can a system be embedded into into an organization. So that made me think about how hard will it be for a system to be upgraded even after the original developers leave the company. I found this system called Ingress. You can uh, look for it on Google. The Ingress system is basically what um, is a database system that not only includes the database engine itself, it also includes a, an entire development environment for, for it, for the database. So you can basically create a relational database and the front end for the database for input and output data. And this includes um, that the, devel the original developers created um, a lot of these screens that actually run on MS-DOS. So to give you a little bit of context, uh, this ingress system is basically used for finances for the state. So a lot of things depend on it, especially with payments from individuals like uh, citizens and the like. And I can see uh, the day I went there that there has been a lot of effort invested on it. It's not something that I will discard anytime soon, just for the fact that uh, what I mean is that even though any database analyst or database administrator might suggest that just creating the same structure or even designing a new one uh, on a new database engine like Oracle, SQL Server, MariaDB, MySQL, or Postgres even, uh, the truth is that even though if you copy the data and the tables from this ancient database for today's standards anyway, that doesn't mean that you can just connect those front-end screens with the new database. One may think that, well, uh, the system should be able to connect to a new database engine no matter what. Uh, the truth is that way back in the day, and I'm talking about 14 40 years ago, that's uh, that's a long time, and I I think that uh, the Ingress database has been working there for around 30 years ago. Uh, but the truth is that these systems were built as a unit to be sold to governments. In this case, um, the state government of Puebla, Mexico. So the problem is that uh, there is no there is no way to connect directly those screens to a new database engine. That's because the Ingress system was built as a complete unit itself. It includes the, the Ingress system, includes not just the database engine, it also includes the entire development environment. And obviously, those, uh, those forms that are used to not just introduce data, uh, they are also used to print data into paper, obviously. And sometimes uh, those, those legacy systems, and I think this is the first time I, I mentioned that, these legacy systems 
become so important for the organization that replacing them is both considered a nightmare and a really a really big task. So it's no wonder why people uh, try not to look directly into the eyes of the beast because it's an ancient beast and a very big one. So most people will just prefer to walk by and work around and do their own thing. Yet I believe that it's actually important that uh, the work uh, should be should be done in this case and any other case. So legacy systems uh, belong in the corporate life for for a very long time. I I got the the fortune, may I say, of working with Fortran back, way back in the day. And when I was just um, uh, a newbie, a newbie, um, I was able to work with Fortran a little bit, not much, because back in the day, and I'm talking about 10 years ago, uh, back in the day, um, Fortran was considered already a legacy system. And it's a st- it, even though it's still being used today for, for enterprises, I can see that the, the, first, the first difficulty that people is going to get for upgrading those kinds of systems is one, uh, sometimes the source code is, is lost it's just uh, not available anymore. We do have compiled uh, programs and executables, but that's it. So most of the things that happen um, during the execution of those programs, uh, those are pretty much a mystery. And even if you have the luck of, of getting access to the source code, uh, most of the time understanding that source code may be a titanic task in itself. Uh, it's not just the fact that you need to read the code and try to understand it. The, the truth is that most of these developers don't share the same, um, the, the same let's call it the same um, development philosophy. So there is a lot of spaghetti code. There is a lot of quick and dirty code that was created to solve a specific problem with the idea that tomorrow will be improved on and probably even um, getting proper documentation. And we already know that tomorrow never never comes by. So tomorrow never came and the, the quick and dirty code stayed there on the legacy system. And at the beginning, probably only the, the original developer and God knew what that code does exactly. And today only God knows, I guess. So the thing is, there is a lot of work to be done just to migrate data from those systems. Uh, yet I believe that it can be done and it should be done. The responsibility lies on the, I guess, on the new team, on the system administrators that do not want to touch those legacy systems. Uh, the truth is that with any old system of any kind, not just software, uh, we already have uh, better tools we already have better database engines, and we have better technology overall. Uh, I This is not the first legacy system I encountered in my professional life. I also worked for a long time with something called uh, IBM AS400, and that's a very similar uh, system. It's basically yet um, another database engine created by IBM way back in the day. And just like Ingress, this IBM AS400 is still used today 
in many organizations. Uh, the system included not just the database engine, it also included the development environment to create the, the database uh, data forms and even the printed reports. The thing is that this system included even its own operating system. It didn't run on, on Windows or MS-DOS. Um, there is an operating system for it called OS 400. So it basically was sold to governments as a single unit. And it's still being used today in many governments, actually. So I saw that system way uh, like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I think, back in Veracruz, Mexico. I worked there as a software developer with new systems with Oracle. So I was um, in charge of creating new systems for the for the state, and I did. So never mind that. I was in the need of uh, getting information from this legacy system in particular, and I was lucky to find a connector for that database so I could extract information from it. Uh, but never mind that, not every single proprietary database gets um, the luxury of, of getting new connectors for it. So that's one thing. So anyway, uh, legacy systems, those ancient bits that need to be tamed. If you are going to be working on any organization, be prepared to encounter them. Because most of the time, the entire organization depends on that single system that should not fail and cannot fail. And in the case that it does, the entire uh, organization will suffer. So the thing is that most of these legacy systems depend not only in an, on an ancient software, they depend on ancient hardware too. So what happens when the IBM uh, AS400 no, is no longer in production, then the problem is that it's really hard to find Compatible hardware like hard drives, motherboards, uh, even memory RAM. They don't. They don't usually use uh, DDR4. So most of these machines are built with the idea to to not use standard parts on purpose, so that the companies that sell them can actually provide the service at a price for repairs for um, for parts. So the unintended consequence of that um, economic practice or business practice is that now uh, organizations with a long time on the game, they are stuck with these with this ancient machines. And if the machine breaks, the organization is going to suffer a lot and probably even lose data because what happens when the hard drive fails or what happens when you no longer have access to magnetic um, cartridges to store data massively. Uh, let's take into consideration that these machines are very old, so they don't usually have access to a lot of uh, RAM memory. So especially for today's use cases, most of these systems were not designed to hold big amounts of data, and especially not binary data. And binary data for me is basically pictures and videos. What happens when these systems are made to store pictures of people, for example, or, digit, or digital um, fingerprints. So the size of these databases increases massively. And these systems, these legacy systems, are just not designed for that. So a migration becomes a necessity really quickly. 
especially in today's uh, enterprise environments. But never mind that. That was just um, a reflection of myself thinking, um, getting bad memories and good memories too from the time that I was actually forced to work with a legacy system. It can be done because even though I was just starting and I didn't have any experience with Fortran or the OS 400, uh, I was able to get the job done. Uh, the thing is that it actually requires a lot of study and hard work, I must say. Uh, thank you for listening. I know I've been uh, I've been uh, out for a little while. I was actually trying to finish my my projects before the end of this month of February. We are now beginning the March with a new podcast. So I really appreciate that you are listening to my rambling. So goodbye.